0: I will be reading this evening from Galatians chapter 3, verses 21 through 26. Again, that's Galatians three, twenty-one through 26, and I will be reading from the New King James Version. Is the law then against the promises of God? Certainly not. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, truly righteousness would have been by the law. But the scripture has confined all under sin, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are all sons of God, through faith in Christ Jesus.
1: We're going to be working out of Luke chapter 13 for a while this evening. Luke chapter 13. We're going to start in verse 10. I don't know how many of y'all have been to chiropractors or backcrackers. I've heard people refer to them as It's not a terribly enjoyable experience except for that that first neck pop. That's an amazing thing to me that that you can be sitting still and I've only been one time, but I remember sitting there and and that doctor kind of asking me some questions all of a sudden crack and and it just went up and down my spine. This and I and I felt it in it and it felt it scared me first and I, I didn't know what had broken. But then it actually felt good. Chiropractic. I have a friend who's a chiropractor up in Oklahoma City. And it, it, took, him some while, it took him a while to get to that point where he, he could practice as a chiropractor. That, that word chiropractic comes from two Greek words, chiro, which would mean hand, and praktos, meaning done. So done by hand, manipulating bones and joints. The chiropractic profession—it's established a long time ago. 1895, a man named Daniel David Palmer—he realized that while chiropractic techniques have been used for thousands of years, no one no one looked at it as a scientific, as a medical, uh, as a medical uh, profession, and so. Daniel David Palmer, he he's he's practicing this, he's learning this, and he finds a janitor who has suffered back pain for seventeen years. That's the first adjustment that he ever does. And once he does this janitor, he has he he improved the deaf man's hearing. I don't know if that's a common thing. I've never heard of that, but, but that's what happened with, with the first adjustment. Since then, it, it, there, people are licensed today to practice as doctors um, 70,000 active chiropractic licenses in the United States and then 8,000 uh, practicing teachers and, and what have you. And there's a lot of benefit in chiropractic treatment. Sometimes it's frightening. Sometimes it's painful. But, but supposedly there's a lot of benefit. But sometimes people are beyond being treated. They're in such a state that they can't go through the process of those treatments. We're going to be looking at the account. If you turn into Luke 13 already, we're going to be, you might realize that we're looking into an account of a woman who is far beyond, far beyond being treated by a chiropractor. Far beyond. Account begins with with that woman. She's bent out of shape. And by the end of the account that we'll we'll look at this evening, we'll realize maybe she was straighter than we thought. We're going to consider this. So Luke chapter 13, we're going to look at the first first bent person tonight. There was a bent lady. And we we look at 13, 10 through 13, and Jesus shows up and he's teaching in synagogues on the Sabbath. And this in verse 10, synagogues. And then there was a woman, she had... A disabling spirit for 18 years. And the result was she was bent over, could not fully straighten herself. And New American Standard indicates that she was doubled over or bent in half. She, I can't show you how she was because I'm afraid if I did that, I wouldn't be able to get back up. Bent in half, 18 years. And so when Jesus sees her in verse 12. He called her over and said to her, woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she made straight and she glorified God. She glorified God. She didn't glorify Jesus. She didn't worship Jesus. She glorified God. And I think that's important. But for 18 years, this woman endures this infirmity. And we relate on that, that Satan has bound her up. For 18 years, she's been struggling. And for 18 years, she has been humiliated. She's been bent down looking up and people looking down on her for 18 years. Physical oppression, being crippled, very humiliating. First place that I ever worked with, it worked at the first church, Dardanelle, Arkansas. As a youth minister. First VBS I ever organized, uh, directed, was there. And we were having BBS. And I was a song leader and I was getting into it. And as I do, I, I was getting down, looking at the kids, making eye contact. And as I was getting down at one point, I felt something move in my spine and then I couldn't stand up. It, it, it was bad. And I tried to get through the songs, not some through the songs, but I just couldn't stand up. And it stayed like days. I, I just walked around this for days. And the loving youth group, the teens in the youth group, thought it was great to call the, what I was doing the youth minister shuffle. The youth minister shuffle. But I was embarrassed. Wherever I went, wherever I walked, I had to walk down like this. And that wasn't the last time it happened. It happened my senior year at Oklahoma Christian and and Stafford North. I was walking around campus. It had happened again on the way to Chapel. And I was walking to campus trying to get to the apartment. And Stafford North came running over to me, uh, one of the vice presidents of school, Came running over to me, son, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was, yeah, I'll just just leave me alone. And some Japanese girls that we knew that were over studying walked by and just stopped and pointed and laughed at me. Like I was Jerry Lewis or someone, if you know who Jerry Lewis is. And so here I am, embarrassed, crippled, and I was humiliated. And I can't imagine 18 years of that. And in spite of her being bent, we need to notice that where she was, what her priorities were, where her priorities were. She was at the synagogue, where she should be at that time. And that's where Jesus is teaching. He's not going out at this time and teaching people out in, out in the field, out in, in the Mount Plains. He's in the synagogues, and she's there. And, and Jesus physically straightens her out of those straight. And you think about that, as far as priorities and God is concerned, it would be better to have bent bodies and straight priorities than bent priorities and straight bodies, spiritually. And think about that. She was there. We know in this congregation and in our lives, we know and we have known faithful brothers and sisters who physically struggle to get out of bed and yet they make it to worship services because their priorities are straight and so many times we watch those people and and at least I do and I think I come up with the layman's excuses i get these cluster headaches and then i think well i'm de- I'm, I'm i'm debilitated and so and so I, you know, can't, fun- but then I see someone coming in and they're struggling physically and they're here because their priorities are straight. And this lady's priorities were straight. Go over to Luke chapter 10, but keep your place um, at Luke 13, just a few chapters back. Priorities. Luke, Luke chapter 10, and we're going to look at 38 through 42. And we have this account of, of Jesus going into a village and he enters a uh, uh, a village and Martha is there Martha Mary Lazarus you know that clan and a woman named Martha welcomes him into her house in uh, in 38 and she had a sister called Mary and you know if you've heard this before this account you know what happened she is listening to Jesus she is she is just engrossed in Jesus's teaching Mary is And meanwhile, Martha is busy and she's just going from she's going around getting things ready. And Martha is distracted with much serving. And she went up to Jesus and says, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me, because Martha thinks I have my priorities straight. And Mary is she's all she's all out of whack. And Jesus sets her straight. Jesus sets her straight. Martha, Martha, he says, you're anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary, Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. The woman who was made straight had the right priorities. Mary has the right priorities. We're told in Matthew 6.33 to seek first the kingdom of heaven. Do we have the right priorities? Do we have those priorities straight? And if not, Jesus need we need to allow Jesus to straighten those priorities up. So there was a bent woman, and then going back to Luke chapter thirteen. So Jesus has healed the, the, this woman in ten through thirteen, and then you get to ch- ch- chapter t- I mean thirteen, yeah fourteen. You get in verse fourteen of Luke thirteen, and you have this. This statement or this little account, but the ruler of the synagogue, the man in charge, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, there are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. He's upset. He's angry. He's he's he is indignant. That's what the scripture says. And so. He attacks Jesus in a way publicly instead of coming to him in in private. As he should have, if he was really that offended. But man, his priorities and his thinking is it's just not straight. You think about what he was getting upset about. It's the day of the week. And and he he totally lacks compassion. What could he be? He could, just like these people and other people to watch him perform miracles and heal people, he could be astounded, astonished. He could be in just awe of this man who is able to heal these people, he he's lacking so much compassion that he isn't even excited for the woman who now can stand straight. His priorities, his view of life, lack of compassion, he is out of whack. He is not straight. And you have to wonder... If that had been him, if that had been him who had been crippled, bent in half for 18 years, would he, as Jesus were coming and called him forward to be healed, would he say, no, 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 not today. Catch me tomorrow. Would he say, no. Would he be happy about being healed on the Sabbath, absolutely. He, he, his thinking was was not straight. He needed chiropractors when when they when they work on someone they they call it adjusting, making adjustments. Or you had an adjustment if you've gone to the. He needed an attitude adjustment. He needed to be straightened out, <laughs> and that's exactly what happens as we go through the rest of the scripture. So there was a bent woman, and there was a bent leader, and it and it was stemming from a bent mindset. There was a bent mindset of Jesus's day. In Jesus's day, and we we look at fifteen and seven through seventeen of Luke thirteen, and it and I want you to notice this word. Jesus says to them. The Lord answered him, and says answered him and says you. You hypocrite? Now, if you're looking at scripture, you see in the New King James, hypocrites. Hypocrites. Answered him and says hypocrites. And then he says, does not each one of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, in verse 16, whom Satan bound, Satan bound for 18 years to be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day? Satan bound. And so I was thinking about this, and this poor woman is stooped over, doubled in half, can't stand straight, but Satan is binding her, and she's living with this, this. This infirmity caused by Satan, continually caused by Satan. And Jesus acknowledges that. And then he says in 17, as he, I mean, the scripture says, as he said these things, all of his adversaries, his enemies, those people against him, they were put to shame. In other words, they were set straight. Put to shame. Notice the reaction of the other people. They rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. All the glorious things that were done by him. They rejoiced. They understood compassion. They understood that this man is performing miracles. This man is amazing and he's loving, he's compassionate, and he has this power that goes out of him and heals people who are stooped over who are blind who are crippled he heals them and people are excited about that but Jesus makes this in a way it's humiliating to the people who are hearing it the adversaries y'all do more for your animals than 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 you do for people than you would for this poor lady (laughs) He mentions Matthew 12, 12 of how much more value is a man than a sheep. So is it lawful? It is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. He says in Matthew 12, 12, he makes a statement, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Jesus said that. Well, why would he be able? Why would he be able to say that? Because he knows the rules of God's word. Better than the Jewish leaders. Why? Because he is the word. He knows it. He is it. And and his view of it was different than their view of it because their mindset was bent. And they needed to be straightened out. And they absolutely were straightened out. They absolutely were. We had Galatians 3, 21 through 36 read to us. I'm not going to rehash that, but I I hope you paid attention to it because Jesus' reign is established. There is an old law, and, and Scripture says that law was our New King James tutor. That law in Galatians tells us in three twenty-one through twenty-six, that law was what got us ready to live of to live by faith. That law got us ready to be able to stand on our own and make a decision. I am going to follow Christ now, not because it's the law, but because it's my will to lose my will and follow Him. Why? Because Jesus is a word, and He changed the rules. Galatians three. Starts out in that little section of 21. Is there something wrong with the law? Absolutely not. But Jesus is different. Nothing wrong with that old law. But Jesus is different. And notice the outcome of Jesus' interaction again. He said these things. All of his adversaries were put to shame. All the people rejoiced at all the, at all the glorious things that were done by him. Once again, they were They had a bent mindset, and they were absolutely strained up. And the people who were watching and who were excited, they were straightened out as well. They got to see things that they had never seen. They got to experience things. And think about all the people that Jesus was healing and all those people like the bent-over woman who can now walk straight, walk out of the synagogue unlike she walked in. That's an amazing thing to think about to feel relief after all these years. Here's the application, and I hope it is clear to you. One of the applications that I would like to put forth. Because the woman was bent, but her priorities weren't. The mindset was bent, and they got straightened out. The the leader, the synagogue ruler, was bent and he got straightened out. But Jesus wants to straighten us out and that has to happen constantly. And I say that because we need to be bent if we're going to be straightened out for it by Jesus. And I don't mean that we need to be bound by Satan, even though sometimes we are bound by Satan when we're in sin. But what I mean by that is we need to bend ourselves down and humble ourselves so that we can be straightened out. Because when we bend down in humility toward God, he will straighten us out. L- listen to Luke 14, 11, for everyone who exalts himself is humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted by whom? By God. In other words, bend down so that God can lift you up. A lot of other scriptures that say basically the same thing. First Peter 5, 6, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so at the proper time he may exalt you. Humble yourselves, lower. It's when we're bent by choice that he will heal, that we, he will lift us. Up. But when we're bound by Satan, our mindset, in order to be uh, to be lifted back up and to be healed from this being bent over and bound by Satan spiritually, We have to humble ourselves as well. We have to admit and acknowledge we are messed up. We are bent. We are out of shape. Can you please, God, bend us back, make us straight again? So questions as we finish up. Are our priorities straight? Another question. Are our mindsets straight? And finally, are we bent enough? to be straightened out? Are we bent enough to be straightened out? You can take your songbooks. I'm going to make just a few more statements and then we're going to have our invitation song. What physically happened to this lady spiritually happens over and over again. What physically happened to this lady, she's bound by Satan, and spiritually that happens over and over again. What physically happened to this lady spiritually happens to us, but we are straightened out over and over again because 1 John 1, 9 says that if we ask forgiveness, he will, he will forgive us of our sins. And so if we ask, sometimes we're, we feel like we're unable to stand because we're so burdened by sin and guilt, that's fine. That's when we bow down and let him pick us up. Because Jesus can help us stand before God. Are we bound by Satan in our sin? And why in the world would we not want him to lift us up and straighten us out? Why would we not want that? Why, indeed? So contemplate this. If you're a Christian, do you need to be straightened out? And let that happen let it happen. If you're not a Christian, you need to be straightened out. You're bent. You're bent with sin. You're, you're burdened with sin and you're bent over. And so if you're not a Christian, but you're ready to become one, you understand that Jesus, you understand and believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. You're ready to repent of those sins. You acknowledge that you have, you're ready to confess Christ before men, And then be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. If you're ready to do that, let us know. If you would like to study with us and learn how to get to heaven, let us know about that as well. If you need to come forward for anything, let us know now as we stand and as we sing.